90s were easily one of her favorite periods of all time because when talking about video games, you had the Nintendo 64, the PlayStation 1, on the TV you had uh, many great shows on Nickelodeon, and then if you're wrestling fans like us, you had the infamous Monday Night Wars. You have WWF versus WCW, The Rock, Stone Cold, Goldberg, Sting, Hulk Hogan, all of those larger-than-life athletes' characters, but what if you condense them to a beautiful, sexy cartridge on the N64? Whether you like wrestling or not, I think we've all heard of, uh, when you talk about the top 10 N64 games of all time, you have Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo, Super Mario, uh, Super Smash Brothers, but then WWF No Mercy, which came out on November 17th, 2000, is easily regarded to be one of the not just best N64 games, but one of the best wrestling games of all time to the point that people still play it to this day. So we thought, hey, this game came out 20 years ago. 20 years ago, people. And we're gonna be talking about it right now in another exciting edition of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode available each and every Sunday with yours truly from Puerto Rico. My name is Juan Velas. Joining me from London, Ontario, we have uh, Keith Hamilton. Now, Keith, in your case, what's your like your your earliest memory with WWF New Mercy? I remember going to a future shop in Canada. That was like Canada's answer to Best Buy and purchasing that game for about $100 when it first came out because games were insanely expensive in Canada and then just playing the heck out of it when I was um, like when I was around 10 years old when it came out and having like all of my friends come over cuz I was I was that guy of the the friend group that had the copy of No Mercy so everybody coming over and You're playing the cool it one. I was the cool one and this game is one of like this is a significant part of my childhood and a game that I have a lot of reverence for so I'm really excited to talk about it today no same thing here man and uh, from Boston Massachusetts we have Ryan McNulty same thing we you know you've talked about this before where you were a late bloomer when it comes to uh, the the WWF for wrestling as a whole so what's your take on on this game especially because it came out in the year 2000 so 2000 is when I got into wrestling. So No Mercy kind of came out at the perfect time. And although it was a game I never owned, it's probably up there as when renting games was a thing. This was probably my most rented game ever. I I rented it probably at least three times, maybe more. I, I don't really remember. And maybe I racked up enough rental fees that I could have bought it. But I don't think it was quite $100 like it was in Canada. But N64 games were definitely very pricey. I think they were around 60 bucks or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of great memories with this game. And wrestling games in general were just something, even before I liked wrestling, I enjoyed. So it really was kind of the one of the catalyst that actually got me into wrestling was how fun the games were and no mercy was definitely the game that hit right when i was actually interested in wrestling and plus it being this great game then uh it just really captured my uh captured my interest same thing uh i think my first real wf game that i love to play was wrestlemania 2000 uh, which came out in uh let's see here uh, just the year before 1999 and uh like you I owe wrestling video games to me getting involved into uh, wrestling at all. Like just really being a big fan of them because my first, 
my first game uh, that I that I played that I love was a uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour, and that one came out in '97. Oh, what a good game! Yeah, I such love a great game, game. So much, such a, such an amazing game. Shout out to Joe Bruiser. Oh my, my goodness. So, such a good time, man. And, like, I, I think this is our video game comfort food, right? Uh, people, we're just going to be geeking out, just celebrating our, our these uh, incredible times. But I always remember people speaking so highly of WWF No Mercy. I had uh, one of these friends that had the uh, N64 with four controllers, and it was just super cool to go to his house. And he was so good at that game. We would do uh, handicap matches, but he would always come out on top. And uh, we have the story mode. So many of these incredible things. So I think that the the best way that we can start this conversation is on the television, we had the Monday Night War. So it's WWF versus WCW. I think when it comes to wrestling video games, you had a kind of a similar war because you had different engines, right? So you had uh, the, the games made by Acclaim, which had the uh, the games uh, WWF Warzone, Attitude, Later on, we got the Ukes games with WWF SmackDown. And then we had these games that started out as WCW games, but then WWF bought the licensing. And each one played very different, right? Very, very different. So what's your take on on this whole evolution? Uh, Is this the type of wrestling game that you were a big fan of in terms of gameplay mechanics? Or did you guys also enjoy those uh, Warzone and Attitude games, which uh, had like a, a very deep and convoluted combo system? almost too deep and convoluted yeah i remember owning because i i pun intended did the world tour of n64 wrestling games where i owned pretty much all of them at some point in time and i started off with warzone and attitude and i remember with attitude specifically owning a strategy guide where i would have it um like sitting beside me as i played the game and trying to learn these combos like i remember having to do like up down left a b a b left right left right z to just do a freaking choke slam with Kane and they were overly convoluted so I started off with those games then I discovered things like Wrestlemania 2000 and eventually No Mercy and I prefer this um, the gameplay like night and day over stuff like that because by comparison No Mercy's gameplay is pretty simplistic but it's one of those things where this engine is very like it's easy to learn, but difficult to master. Cause once you get into like all the finite things in the move set and all the cool things you can do with the, uh, with the engine and the game, it becomes really, really complex. And it's one of those things that the more time you put into it, the more you get out of it as far as learning the gameplay. And I love these games so much for it. Yeah. I played a little bit of Warzone. Uh, I remember I had the demo disc for PlayStation that did have Warzone on it and then a couple of friends also had the game and I, I feel like they were still trying to figure out wrestling games and how they would you know make that transition to the 3D world and I think they leaned in too much on trying to be a fighting game more than a wrestling game so that's why we still had these like convoluted c- combos like you were playing because Mortal Kombat or Street claim. Fighter like Acclaim is a fighting game studio yeah, trying to make and these that makes, wrestling games. Yeah, and, th- and that makes perfect sense. So when games like WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy as well as the SmackDown games came along, they felt much more like they kind of hit their stride on this is what a wrestling game should be. And those are kind of the series that we really saw 
take off. You know, Nintendo ended up kind of going their way with wrestling games and then uh, PlayStation kind of had their set of exclusives kind of later on in the in the life cycle of these two systems that we went to go see happen through, you know, the next generation of consoles too. And if you think that I was joking about like Attitude's moveset, just out of curiosity, I looked up how to do a Stone Cold Stunner in that game on an N64 controller. And it is up, down, up, C left, down, up, down, C left, just to do a stunner. Wow. Okay, I'm just going to stick to suplexes. I I remember um, one of the biggest complaints that I had about wrestling is that I didn't really understand it till like late into the Monday Night Wars. And I've you know, mentioned before, I was a really big fan of WCW, but even going back to the Super Nintendo, so let's like just go back to the previous generation. I played, a, I think it was a WWE of Raw, uh, the WrestleMania, the arcade game, and I just did not understand what they were trying to be. And I think it wasn't up until this generation in 97 with World Tour that they realized, okay, wrestling wrestling games cannot be played as just straight up fighting games because that's what they were trying to be when you go back to wf raw it's like there's a wrestling ring and what's happening but really it's just a fighting game same thing with a wrestlemania the arcade game and wf in your house it's it looks like a wrestling show right the the people look like themselves but then the bell rings and it's just a fighting game, except not nearly as good. Although I know people love uh, WWF WrestleFest, which I really didn't have too many experiences with. But my question, starting with Ryan, is considering that to this day, so for context, by the time that we're recording, something that strategically is happening, uh, AW on November 10th is going to be announcing some kind of wrestling video game thing. But even when this new wrestling company was announced, the first thing people said is, hey, if you're going to make a game, don't complicate yourself. Take literally the same engine from WF No Mercy, all these games, and make that. 20 years after the fact, Ryan, why do you think people still hold this game to such high regard? I think there's a lot that goes into it. And I would say that for me personally, the gameplay is not what keeps me coming back to this game, which is, is a little bit surprising because I know people love the gameplay. But in in comparison to games that kind of came later, I am just not as high on the gameplay. What I think people love about No Mercy, you know, aside from the gameplay, is really the the story mode is pretty intricate and in that, you know, you don't just go for the championship once and that's the story there's multiple branches so it encourages you to play through it again and take a different route until you've completed it there's a ton of unlockables so you're encouraged to play through the modes and continue to earn up more cash to unlock tons and tons of different things um, including characters and things like that and then i think the big thing was the amount of customization that you could do with the wrestlers. I think that was a huge component of why people love this game. If Stone Cold, you know, changes his, uh, his vest from black to red, well, hey, now I can go in and I can update his vest and make it how, you know, what he wore last night on Raw, or I can create, you know, you, the fact that you could edit the wrestler to your liking was incredible. And with the amount people change appearances in wrestling, whether they shave, you know, Kurt Angle shaves his head, whatever. And the fact that you could change the hairstyle, all of that 
was super, super cool. Because like I said, things move quickly in wrestling. And usually by the time a wrestling game came out, the roster already felt outdated. So the fact that you could actually go in there and change things around and try to modernize your roster was uh, a super cool feature that I think was the number one thing that I pe- that people loved. And also the fact that not only just changing their appearance, but you had four different like costume variations that you could have for a character. So those were like the the big things on my end. The the gameplay, I know Keith says he loves it. It's just it's it doesn't hold up to me in the same way. I understand it. It's definitely deep. It's just not as fun for me. Back then I liked it, but I I just don't like it as much today. I think it's a lot better than the current wrestling games, I will say, just because of that simplicity because they really took it in a path that I don't 100% agree with, with just how complex and simulation they tried to make the uh, the new wrestling games. I think there's a lot to be said with how simple it is. Like, here's your strike button, here's your grapple button, you get eight moves, and then depending on who you, uh, who you choose, you can do other things like springboards or more power moves or submission moves. I like that simple style of it, that more arcadey style. And Ryan, I think you nailed it pretty much perfectly about what makes this game great. And I think that it goes a long way as well that this game took place in one of the greatest generations and times in wrestling ever in that Attitude Era. So you get to see the this roster of uh, superstars uh, that if you watched wrestling back then, you remember so fondly. And the fact that they took the story mode, and I'm one of the people of the mind that think that like No Mercy has the greatest story mode ever because of the branching paths and the different uh, replayability options you have for every title there. But it also goes a long way the fact that most of the stories in that game are based off of WWE television storylines. They're not trying to build something from the ground up like they've done in other wrestling games. They've taken this thing that already works and they made it into a way that you can play along with some of your favorite things you see on TV. Now, not all of them work and they are limited in some ways. Like as an example, in the WWF's uh, championship storyline, there's a path that if you win the Royal Rumble, then you go on, you basically, you're recreating the main event of WrestleMania 2000, the fatal four-way that happened between The Rock, Triple H, uh, Mick Foley, and The Big Show. Well, there's a problem with one of those. The Big Show isn't in this game. There was a whole thing of him being, like, taken off TV and uh, for being overweight, and they, like, they cut him out of everything, including this game. Like, his... Um, his model and his like attire are in this game and they created and you can create him but he's not a part of the official roster so what did they do they replaced him with Steven Richards in that storyline so instead of facing the big show you're facing Steven Richards so it's a little it's I mean it's the it's a perfect one-to-one but there's just little (laughs) things like that where even though it's a little bit different they still create recreate the greatest era of WWF uh, television, in my opinion. So it's fun to go back and instead of just going and going on the WWE Network and rewatching that episode of Raw, you can kind of do the same thing in No Mercy, but you're doing it in video game form. So I, I actually want to ask you, Keith, because I will say for sure No Mercy um, was the best 
wrestling game best storyline that they did for a wrestling game on the Nintendo line for sure because after No Mercy Well we get WrestleMania 18 which like they're not even trying in that game that was basically like let's put something on GameCube right away um and then you know we got WrestleMania 19 which also was a good story but then after that it was these very linear like you have to win every single match and the story is the same every time you play it and the story's kind of just tapered off from there but do you prefer, so you're saying you kind of prefer the let's do the hardcore championship story, let's do the Intercontinental versus when the SmackDown games like around, you know, they started kind of doing uh, like the shut your mouth, here comes the pain era where they, you kind of just play as a superstar and then things kind of branch off just in one mode. It's not always about just one specific championship. I do prefer that for the simple reason of like, I do think the examples that you brought up are good ones with shut your mouth and here comes the pain because they do uh, tap into that using real life storylines as well. But when you're playing a game, you always want the biggest reward possible, right? So if you're not limited um, to just go for whatever you're unless you're like a diehard player you're probably going to go for the wwf championship every single time so with this uh separation it gives in my opinion it gives more um like weight to everything else because if you're going to go for the european championship and you're going through that story it makes the european championship seem more like significantly important than it would if you just had it all in one big pool so i like it better that way and it gives more room to add different storylines especially if they do the branching paths like they did with no mercy yeah it's a good point because in those games i felt like maybe there was like three ways you could kind of go like especially here comes the pain felt even more condensed like there was only like two storylines you could go each time and Mm -hmm. uh eventually it was you played through them a lot faster and eventually it's like oh you'd have like the ic title the hardcore title and the main title and you wouldn't even care about the lower championships anymore yeah, so all the hardcore I think championship about, became was like oh somebody randomly beat you up backstage i guess i'll play this quick match yep. and that's it yeah and Good i think point. eventually they did sort of go back to this in a different way where instead of holding uh storylines based on championships like uh they would give you four or five options so you can do the dx story mode you can do the undertaker story mode so i think they eventually kind of took some of those concepts but i love the fact that as both of you mentioned i think that's something that makes this game very special is that if you go to the story mode you can pick any championship and put almost anybody in that scenario and a couple of things are going to play out differently but you can customize that. And I think that when you go back to this time period, WDF No Mercy has a has a cheat, which is it's the Monday Night Wars, right? Everybody's over. Everybody loves wrestling. It's one of the most popular things. So here comes a game that functionally is very solid. I've always been a fan of this game mode. Uh, I've dedicated a couple of hours to this game before we hit record again. And even though I would like a couple of things to change, I'm not going to say I was sitting here thinking like, oh my goodness, why am I playing this? It was still like super enjoyable. Uh, the Some of the story stuff is very frustrating because the handicap matches are real and we are going to get to that uh, a little bit later. But the fact that the presentation of this game, when you look at it, the fact that there, there's a massive roster, easily one of the largest rosters that we've had in a wrestling game. Same thing happened with, with WrestleMania 2000. 
And I feel like you have to talk about that when you factor in the Attitude Era. For the Vader version, right now we have a triple threat match happening between The Godfather, Steve Blackman, and uh, Steven Richards. And when I think of the Attitude Era, it's like, yeah, there's The Rock, there's Stone Cold, but these are the guys that I really think about. And the fact that this game has such a large roster that if you care about the very tippy top, you have that. But if you also care about those other matches, the hardcore title, you know, how many people, uh, I think, especially wrestling fans that dropped off, when you talk about the Attitude Era, I think they'll say, hey, I love Stone Cold and The Rock. Oh, but that hardcore championship 24-7 rule, and this game has the roster, the title, but you also have the backstage areas, which are freaking awesome. So this game it really does take you back to that time. And I think that's very telling because I've gone back and played other wrestling games and you can definitely tell like, okay, they, they wanted to do something, but they didn't have enough time to do this. And it did, they didn't have enough time to do that. The only, the only nitpick I have about this game is that they actually removed something, which is when you look at the entrances, they only walk down the ramp and then it fades out. And there's been mods showcasing that they did actually walk all the way to the ring uh, just up until before the game came out, because even WrestleMania 2000, you could walk into the ring and all of that. But that's like the only thing they removed. But as far as presentation goes... I really don't think you can make a better argument. And, you know, WDF SmackDown came out in uh, March 2000. So uh, WDF uh, SmackDown on the PS1 came out before this game. So even when you think about graphical quality, and I feel like we have to sort of compare both games, right? So WDF SmackDown, it's got a CD. So by default, you have full-on entrance videos, high-quality music, the characters are a lot bigger on screen. And then you have No Mercy that does have some limitations. When you talk about the entrance videos, I personally love how how ugly they are. But what's your take on, uh, on both of these games that came out uh, within the same year? So um, I remember because I did have a PlayStation and I, I played the SmackDown games and I eventually I did own SmackDown 2. I remember thinking the graphics at the time were so much better on the PlayStation. And although you can tell the entrances were kind of also lame in both the entrances, I think were lame in, in the SmackDown games yeah. and in No Mercy, yeah. to be honest, because when they it was like they were just PlayStation was just flexing that they could show real video so that they just had the entire stupid video behind them and you couldn't see anything else. So that was really dumb. But then No Mercy, I mean, being real, even back in 2000, I thought the Titan Trons and No Mercy looked like absolute shit. Like, oh, let's amazing. be real. Come on, Brian. They Come on. Oh, they were like, so bad. They look like absolute diarrhea. They are terrible. It's and, like 52 by 52 resolution. Yeah, it's just seriously. so bad. Like, it's just, it's embarrassingly bad. And why even have it? Like, cut cut out the stupid Titantrons and let them walk to the damn ring. I know they were, they were strapped for space there, but seriously. Um, but yeah, yeah, when it comes to that, I, I do think, and I, I looked up, you know, just looking at a screenshot real quick of SmackDown, the graphics definitely do look better in in the SmackDown games. But No Mercy, when it comes to kind of like aging and having kind of a more of like a cartoonish look to it, I think it does look fine. Um, but you can definitely tell SmackDown did a better job if you're if you're aiming for that realism. 
Yeah, if you're looking for just graphical fidelity, the PlayStation was just a mile ahead of the N64 as far as like wrestling games. But I think the N64 games, and I'll throw almost all of them into this, really just make up for it in gameplay. Because especially going back to the SmackDown games, I find it a lot harder to go back to opposed to the um, the N64 games just because it's so fast and so loose. And I don't think they play all that great. Where if you were looking for the gameplay side of things, that's like that's a win on the N64, no question. It's interesting because w- when it comes to the gameplay... I feel like the Nintendo line of games, so WrestleMania 2000 all the way through like the GameCube games, the it, it always felt like it was more interactive, right? Like when The Rock does the people's elbow, like you're the one running like into the turnbuckles to do you it. You can do the worm as Scotty Too Hotty. Exactly. Oh, like that's the best. You, like the worm, like it, like it felt more like you were doing the worm. Whereas like the SmackDown series loved them. their super long animations where, okay, the people's elbow, I hit like L1 and now I sit here and I watch him do the whole thing where... It, it felt just more like you were it, it was more immersive the way that you did the moves in the in the Nintendo games, including No Mercy, like doing the 3D in No Mercy. Like if you and if you and your buddy were able to pull off doing a 3D with the Dudley boys, oh, it, it felt, felt so, so good. satisfying. But then the 3D was just like a lame animation in the Smackdown games. Like it was like, oh, OK, like we have to tag in together like I have to put them in the corner and hit circle left and then we'll do the 3d or something it just didn't feel the same as like it wasn't as much of an achievement as it was with uh with no mercy yeah that's kind of what i was uh, alluding to when i meant the like simple to get into but complex gameplay of these games because the more you play it the more you learn about things like oh okay you have to actually do the people's elbow as the rock and run to both sides of the ring and then hit the elbow like that is so much more rewarding than just hitting a button and watching the animation play out in a smackdown game as an example to be fair his elbow pad came off in the SmackDown games. That is true. Games, Ooh, you know, that's, look out, that is pretty yeah. cool, especially on that PS1. Look I was out amazed world. by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a there's an element of failure to it where there's it adds a little more weight to it and makes it feel so much better. Like you can do the worm as Scotty Too Hotty. It takes like a solid thirty seconds and you really need to commit to it or you can but lose you a feel match so because good of it. afterwards. But, but God, you know when that he chop hits to that, the neck. He hits that chop and the then the whole the guy just It flails. doesn't hurt as much unless he does the dance move before. Exactly. Him. It's the build it's up. True. It's the build up. It's like how the Rock Spinebuster is one of the most powerful moves in wrestling because it knocks the guy out for him to do the entire like people's elbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that for me, what really makes this game so amazing, and, and not just this game, this goes all the way back to World Tour, Revenge, WrestleMania 2000, is that the SmackDown games are lightning quick. Uh, I've, I've gone back and played one and two a couple of times, and even though I love two, Wow, it's like a super saiyan battle. I mean, like Tombstone Power Driver, you get up immediately. You do four DDTs. Like those people do not stay down for two seconds. But this to be a lot fair, more... nobody sells shit and no mercy either. <laughs> I mean, that, that's true. But at least the actual animation of the moves is slow enough. The, the animations that, are better for sure. Yeah, you can go and, and make that process. But then here's here's where it just gets that much better. 
the fact that th- this is such a simple gameplay mechanic. And I feel like when people talk about this game all the way to Def Jam Vendetta, as far as why they love these games, it's something as simple as you can hit the strike button and you'll do standard strike, but you hold, you hold that freaking button and he does a stronger attack. And that's the satisfaction that I think most people love. You can tap the uh, grapple button and he'll do a simple grapple and you have, you know, all of the directions and each one does a different move, but you hold that grapple button and he'll unleash another thing. When you get the special, as you build up that meter, for those who don't know with this game, the, the better you do, you get an attitude meter that continues to fill up. It's like that momentum. But then you got to hit the taunt. And when you hit that, it's like, oh my goodness, you have a, a limited time period to hit unlimited specials. But then you have to do a hard grapple and then actually uh, flick the analog stick again to hit the move. And that process is so satisfying as opposed to the SmackDown games that, oh, I have a special and I can hit that whenever. And then you kind of just hit a one and then you watch that unfold. Do you guys think that those little gameplay I was also, mechanics? I was impressed earlier that I remembered it was L. It used to be L one to do a special and not triangle or whatever it is now. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it changes every single time, right? But generally, but, speaking, yeah, the early games it was L one for sure. So, what's your guys' take on on those little gameplay mechanics? Do you think that's when people think about No Mercy? Do you think that's really what what they refer to? I think so, because even pitting it against modern wrestling games, it's just something that's gotten so much more complex. Like in No Mercy, to use the grapple example, you have your you have your A grapples, you have your B grapples, and then you have your strong A grapples and your strong B grapples. In like the later SmackDown games, it's like, okay, now you have modifiers if you hold L1 and then everything does something in a different direction. Like even though your moveset isn't as elaborate, it's easier to to remember and memorize like oh if you like having like a bit of like if i'm a person that when i play wrestling games i don't like to spam the same move over and over and if i know okay if i hit right a i'll do the suplex well then i know not to hit right a again and then just do suplex and uh, over and over again it's something that i can manage in my head and actually remember what every button does and i appreciate that I did find myself kind of hitting moves, the same moves over and over again by accident. Like I'd hit a a right and it would be a, a snapmare and then a left is also a snapmare. Uh, so some of that did feel a little repetitive. What I'll, what I'll say is I think, again, with the N64 for controllers, this was an amazing party game. And that is where it was its most fun. I think playing the computer can sometimes be really frustrating and just not as fun. And sometimes it it feels like you're not rewarded as much as you should be for the moves that you do. Like sometimes like you'll hit a few moves in a row and then they knock you down once, do a suplex, and all of a sudden your momentum is like completely in the crapper. And you're like, what the heck? I was just, you know, leading. I was just getting all my moves in and why am I down so much it it can feel a little unfair sometimes I and also another nitpick of just it does feel weird to and this is probably more just kind of going back but the fact that you have to use the d-pad 
I really wish we could have used the analog stick or there was some way to adjust the controls a little bit, but it's probably just due the, to the sheer amount of buttons that were needed because the analog stick is actually used for taunts. Um, but it just did feel a little bit off. But I know during this era, like D-pad was still a very standard thing. Yeah, at least in my case, I I really enjoy the uh, the mechanics and the way that the actual N64 controller feels because that's another thing that we got to bring up, right? Um, when you talk about different games, but then you get to N64, there is the whole concept of, well, how does this game actually play and does it really put the N64 controller to uh, good use? But I really like the fact that when you hold the analog stick, if you flick it down, he'll do like the the down taunt, right? And there's just something insanely satisfying that, as I mentioned, when you is, build up the special meter, you flick that bad boy, it's like, oh yeah, he does a different taunt, so you know uh, things are about to is, go down. Is there any other N64 game besides this and probably WrestleMania 2000 where your right hand is the one that moves to go to the analog, like to the joystick, rather. Like, wow, that's, what that's other? A that's a good point. What Never other really game do you do? Because normally, everyone, you know, you're using the joystick with your left hand, right? So, what other game has you motion your hand, your right hand, to go to the joystick? Huh. Is there like a we fishing gotta, game or something? Yeah, we got to throw everybody listening. The end, or no Mercy yeah. is the greatest game of all time. Yeah. It uses that right hand. No, no Mercy changed the way we see N64 controllers, people. Uh, by the way, before we keep going, I uh, forgot to bring it up at the beginning. If you would enjoy this conversation, uh, please consider leaving that a five-star review. And on our Discord channel, which is a castofthepast.com slash Discord, we actually have a wrestling channel. So... Uh, this is like the best of both worlds. It's a video game conversation, but it is also a conversation about data, professional wrestling. And uh, as we keep talking about this game, I think another key factor with any wrestling game, especially I feel like when we went to the SmackDown versus Raw games, it's like, which are the new match types? I remember they eventually added, uh, was, in, was it in Here Comes the Pain that they added the Elimination Chamber? Was, was that one of the first uh, I believe yes. was that? It was Hell in a Cell in SmackDown 2 and Elimination Chamber in Here Comes the Pain. So the, that, that's that been the whole process, right? I feel like this game, when you look at the uh, match types, it's a little bit more limited, right? So in exhibition mode, you have your traditional one-on-one, tag team match, triple threat. Uh, there's a cage match. You also have the Royal Rumble, which takes forever, and we'll get to that uh, as well. You have King of the Ring, which really is just a tournament mode. There's the ladder match, the Iron Man match. What's your take going back to this now that we've sort of been spoiled uh, by by so many different match types that we don't necessarily see here? Do you think that the gameplay is good enough that it's it stood on its own? Or would you have liked to see something, especially back in the, in the day as we played this? I think because the core of this game is so solid that it's okay that there's not a lot because to be real, the worst parts of this game are the gimmick matches, like the cage match and the ladder match. I hate them so much in this game. I, I would prefer to play like a one-on-one -on -one match every time. So if they just would have added more of it, I think it would have been more bad. And it's another thing that with the current wrestling games there's just so much choice that you're just let there left there going like oh i don't know uh, i guess i'll do a street fight this time sure why not and uh, 
then you're just kind of doing it for the sake of doing it where, okay, you're going to do a one-on-one match in No Mercy. The game is fun enough that that is enough to keep you going. Yeah, I, I think the bells and whistles were definitely in the SmackDown series. I know SmackDown 2 added Hell in a Cell, which was hot garbage. And then they added, like, they had casket matches and stuff, which were also garbage. I that amazing matches. casket. Amazing yeah. casket. We had, like, two it, ounces. Yeah. It, they were just there to be there, and they weren't really that good where it's, like, it's more about the core gameplay. If the core gameplay is good, then then it doesn't matter. I mean, you can look at a game like WWE All-Stars, right? It had amazing gameplay and it barely had any modes, but the amazing gameplay just carried it and made that game worthwhile. It would have been so much better if they did have more modes, but the fact that the gameplay was as fun as it was meant you didn't really care that it was missing some of the other modes. Yeah, for me, I think that in this case, maybe it lacked in in tentacle match types, but... Going back to the hardcore stuff, the fact that if you turned on the hardcore match, you could, while you're in the ring, you could actually drag the guy to the backstage area. And you not only, you don't have just like two or three areas. Each one is like fairly unique. You have a, a whole lot of tables in the back. You have the bar area, easily one Quickly, of my favorite areas. Rapid fire, which one's your favorite? It would have to be the, the, the bar followed yeah. by the locker room. I just love like, there's something about- Yeah, the about- bar was really cool. Yeah, you, you I'm go with you. The bar of, is the best one by a mile. You go on top of a freaking pool table and rock bottom some somebody through. I mean, come on. That is the definition of satisfaction. Stutter right? through a table. Best move ever. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't do that. You can't do that. The logic isn't there. No, but we are talking about professional uh, wrestling. Uh, the, the other thing that I feel we have to mention, and Ryan, you touched up on, on this part a little bit, is that with these games... You can update the rosters, which is, it's so weird to see that this is a thing now when I want to say it took the the SmackDown games like, what, 10 years to get to that point, give or take? Took like the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era. And even the first game later. And later into that era. Yeah. And, and even in the first game, you could only change the colors. It wasn't even actually change the costumes. Going back in, in, in this game and appreciating not just the fact that you could do that, you couldn't modify the movesets for the actual wrestlers. You could copy them and then modify those, but the wrestlers, you can change the whole costume. You want to make Stone Cold look like Cactus Jack or do love? You can make that happen. But then when you talk about the actual creator wrestler mode, I mean, holy crap, you have you have so much stuff. So talk to me about the the overall creation suite uh, in this game and, and why you think it's so special. For the exact reason that you said, there's just so much to do. There's so many different varieties of wrestlers that you can create. And because the graphic fidelity wasn't there, you could make people kind of close enough resemble what they were if they were like Kevin Nash or another wrestler outside of the WWF that weren't included in this game you could make them close enough and add them into this game or because some of the creation suites got so out there you could create these like really like especially to our demographic when we played it as kids like these really out there over the top created wrestlers that you could throw into the game and that's just on the appearance side and the move sets in this game are just like 
it is so much more in depth than it needs to be with how much different moves or how many different moves they added into this game. Like you could easily spend an hour just going through somebody's move set and adding everything and then going back and being like, okay, well, I don't really like that one. So let's change this up and being able to choose your guy's finisher and you, they, you could see there the love that the, um, the, the, that the, uh, let me try that again. The developer has for this game because there's so many moves that you would never see inside the WWF that are inside this game, a la the Burning Hammer, which is one of the coolest moves ever. Yeah, I I appreciate, like he said, because graphically it was more simple and kind of, you know, you would just pick like a face to have for a wrestler. It did make it easier and because, you know, the graphics are a little bit worse, it was just like it was easier to make someone that looked just enough like Kevin Nash or whatever that it, it was passable and it was fun to kind of have them in the game. So the simplicity of it really made it not this daunting task to add to your roster so that you could have people who, you know, if, um, you know, someone came back that wasn't in the game it was easier to kind of implement them into it and have them look good enough. Like I, well, the assets for big show are already there, but you know, other wrestlers that (laughs) that came later that maybe weren't, didn't make the cut for the game. It was much easier to kind of have them on the roster. One part of this game that that's still just insane to me today. And I don't really quite know why is okay. So visually speaking, the faces, they, they don't even, they barely animate, right? They're not exactly great to look at. But the animation in this game is not just great for the N64. I remember that uh, even during the SmackDown vs. Raw games, people would still use No Mercy as a comparison for saying, hey, these these moves look so much fl- so uh, so fluid, yet the SmackDown games, a lot of times it's like even a powerbomb, it looks stiff. You could tell that it was computer animated. I don't know how they did the motion capturing with this game, but... What's your guys' take on just how the actual moves look and and the impact they that they really the look stunner, like they, they have? The stunner still looks damn good. Oh, and, it's easily oh, the best stunner in video games. And it was great that at the end of a match, it would go into replay mode. Because I remember my friend and I, after you'd win a match with Stone Cold, we just watched the stunner animation over and over again. And it still does look good. I mean, I'm sure now today with the amount, you know, you can do 60 frames per second, whatever, the stunner is going to look better. But there, it was very, very, very impressive for its time. I think it comes down to the weight of all of the animations. Like in in the SmackDown games, it it felt more like a you hit this button and now we're rushing you through this thing that we have pre-canned. The stunner and like big moves in this game, they have a certain weight to them where you can feel just how much they hurt that just doesn't exist in other wrestling games. That's probably one of the main things because at the end of the day, wrestling is all about the spectacle and you can have things be in a wrestling ring like i, I remember i think it was like uh, smackdown versus raw the very first one they changed a lot of the way that the animated games and i think even uh wrestlemania 21 on the original xbox that's one <laughs> game that people hate because 
even it was bugged even, and plagued it from was the beginning. bugged as hell but one of the biggest complaints that people had is you get into the match and these moves don't feel like they were performed by wrestlers and the way that the mat actually responds and it's those little things because look at the end of the day all these animations they just cause damage right so hypothetically you could just do the basic move and eventually one of either ryan or myself will win right so you got to make them look good for in order for you to select that. Like, you know, both of you mentioned uh, the the people's elbow. I remember in SmackDown games, if somebody, say we were doing like an, an elimination match, if one of the CPUs started doing the people's elbow, I'd just be like, oh man, I got like 30 seconds to either take a break or try to beat the other guy because I know yeah, nothing can be interrupted. Yeah, if it's a fatal four-way, that was another thing. Yeah, if you were locked in an animation, you were screwed. So, someone did a, it's a fatal four-way, first pin wins. Someone does the people's elbow. Oh, you could just do your like quick finisher, do a quick stunner to this other guy, pin him and win because they're still stuck in that animation. And there was no way to interrupt it either or cancel. So. Exactly. So, if you're going to do that. You got to make it look good, right? Like, what is my justification as a gamer to be like, oh, man, I, I got to choose the people's elbow. I got to choose this and, and that. Now, as wrestling fans, talking about No Mercy in here, who's your favorite character to play as, whether it be back in the day or now? It's like you went in and I feel like we all have that, that one wrestler that our body just says, like, I got to go with you. Who's that guy for you guys? I have two options here. I will always go to play Triple H because he was my favorite uh, wrestler from back in the Attitude Era. Or if I'm going for gameplay, I will go as Perry Saturn because he is busted as hell in this game. That ring of Saturn <laughs> is so good. And not just that, but his like strong strike is yeah. like a sweeping low kick, and right. it, you just you're unbeatable in Royal Rumble. Yeah, survival I was gonna mode say that's that what I would always do as Royal Rumble is you play as Perry Saturn and you just hold those buttons down, and he just and sweep kicks win. everyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, but I Stone Cold was one of my go tos more recently, and a lot of times because the stunner animation was amazing. But I, I did play as Jeff Hardy a lot back in the day because he was my, you know, the Hardy Boys were my favorite wrestlers to watch. So, and Jeff with the Swanton was fun to do. Now, more practically, it's much harder to do like the top rope moves and stuff. So, doing a Swanton was a little difficult, but it was super fun to play as him. And Me. one thing that, uh, sorry, but one, I just want to say quick, one thing that really um, the story mode in this game um, like plays to is the fact that you're going for these mid-card lower tier titles and not just the main title every time. It almost incentivizes you like or the wrestling fan part of your brain to play these different people that you wouldn't like if like you wouldn't have normally like if you're going for the european championship there's really no reason to play stone cold steve austin unless you just want to blaze through I, it i still so. did triple h for the hardcore title so i was doing like it was like fudaki versus triple h of course <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens no man uh, I'm, I'm happy you brought up jeff hardy ryan because i did the uh which was it the uh hardcore title i did that and the light heavyweight stuff and it played a lot as Jeff, and there's something just so insanely satisfying about hitting the twist of fate, but then doing the swanton. And they do this animation; they're they're like a fish out of water, just the way they react, kind of like when you hit the worm. And it's like getting a massive that three damage count. thing is so good. Yeah, and and then another little thing I just remembered is you never quite know when you're gonna 
when you're going to win this match. I feel like if you go for a while, it's pretty obvious, right? But the one thing that I'm like, from a game design standpoint, is genius is the actual crowd. So when you're painting somebody at the beginning, you'll hear the referee count, but not the crowd. But then as you keep playing, when you're eventually getting into those really deep uh, pinfalls, the crowd actually starts also chanting one, two. And if somebody kicks out, you're like, what the hell? Because even if somebody's, unless you're like in the danger zone, there's still like that small percentage that they may kick out. Uh, what What's like your satisfying feeling when you actually do get that three count? I feel like this game, as opposed to a lot of other wrestling games, just just makes you feel so good when you eventually get that victory, right? It, it does for sure. Although the count two always seems weird. It feels a little awkward. And, you know, I, I'm guessing just to save Who space. Who says count two? Yeah, because of like memory issues or things. That's why there probably wasn't a referee in the ring. It is kind of just like the, uh, it's like a man in the sky is the referee for, for, for the match. He was a GIF in the previous games, so he got an yeah, upgrade. It, it's true. It's better It's better than having it be like a JPEG in the corner, but true. Um, <laughs> It is. It, it was nice that that was kind of a thing that became more standard later. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's it is definitely more like ambiguous when a match is going to end because you can just hit like a finisher and you hit a finisher once and, and it is a match over a lot of times. But if you are playing as like two top tier wrestlers, it is sometimes more likely that they will kick out even if you hit a finisher early. Um, but I do like that there is some ambiguity to it. It's not like com- completely obvious when someone's going to lose. So it does make matches a little bit more dramatic in that way. Mm-hmm. It's that just one out of every 10 times that they do kick out when the crowd's chanting along with it, then you get that count too. And it just like it takes you out of that comfort zone of thinking that you know, all of the mechanics of a game and it just does that so well combined with the weight of everything in that game. It's time people. We talked about the gameplay, talked about the graphics, the roster, Monday Night Wars, If there's one thing that actually matters about this game, it's none of that crappy-ass stuff. When you get to the menus, Keith, Keith, uh, build up. You know exactly where I'm getting, man. So just just unleash, like, what is this beautiful, defining thing about WWF No Mercy? Well, I mean, hot dig, dig, diggity, dig, diggity dog. Should we just take, like, the next 30 seconds to just throw, (laughs) yell things from the the menu music? Break it! Oh, <laughs> Socko. <laughs> dick, this is dick, where people diggity, can make a soundboard. Dig, diggity dog. Break oh, it. It's so good, right? It's so freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that laugh. That laugh was just like. Did Tim oh, Allen lend his voice for that? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk to me, Keith. Uh, why do you think such a. Such a simple ass song because it's like it's the N64, right? So they can't it's have like, like a 30 second loop. Like, 
I don't know what makes it as good as it is. Like, it's really stupid. If you really like, it's not something like, oh, I'm going to go on Spotify and listening, listen to the No Mercy theme music. But when you're sitting on that menu, it's just so it's perfect. And I can't describe to you why it's as perfect as it is. But that is where that piece of music belongs. And it will live there in infamy until the end times. I think it's partially because when you first go in, you only kind of hear the bass, but then as you keep hitting the different options, you get yeah, another layer of music and another one. Yeah, right? That is cool, yeah. Depending on which mode you're in, it adds like a different element to the song. And then when you hit that match, there's like a hard punch that comes or comes into it. It's just so good. So uh, now... <laughs> oh my goodness. Keith oh loves my that God, too much. Oh my God, so close. He kicked out. He kicked out. He kicked out. I feel like the two most memorable uh, video game main music for me is that and the Marvel versus Capcom to uh, want to take you for a ride. I feel like those two are just like neck and neck for me, which like super short, kind of like not great, but they just work so well, right? So yeah, freaking good. for the complete opposite reasons. I would also like to throw into contention the menu music from the original Street Fighter Four, Indestructible. Oh, it is yeah. So okay, good. okay. That, it is better than just... Take You for a Ride. And you I, and I will fight you that. about that. Yeah. <laughs> People. So now we we get to like a very scary or sad part because eventually we stop getting wrestling games by by and I say this in quotes because this was technically one of the last wrestling games to use this for a while eventually wcw was actually going to have a new wrestling game coming out and it was going to be using some of this stuff we know wcw went out of business and the company that worked on this game which is aki they're actually no longer in service they eventually changed their their name a couple of years ago uh we got a game called def jam vendetta which is essentially a sequel to this game, but on the PlayStation 2, on the original Xbox, and the GameCube. And Also, uh, Keith- to, to throw in there quick, there was supposed to be a WWF yeah. sequel to this game called gonna- WWF Backlash. I was about Backlash, to bring that up. right, right, right. And then it just it fell into development abyss and never came out. And then that that is what became Def Jam Vendetta once they lost the WWF license and moved it to the um, the Def Jam Records license. So there's a little bit of that in there. But yeah, the spiritual sequel to this game became the first Def Jam Vendetta game. They slowly moved away from it more and more. But I, I, God, I love that game so much. And it's pretty much for all the reasons that we've described when talking about No Mercy. Like, when you're talking to 13, 14-year-old Keith Hamilton, you have wrestling and rap. You're like talking to angry white boy as much as you could, and it just spoke to me so much. It was it was amazing. And then we eventually, on the GameCube, we got WrestleMania 18, uh, which uh, was weird because it was basically a SmackDown game on the GameCube with a whole lot of stuff stripped down. So it was like one of the worst well, versions of the SmackDown games. It, so 18, I, I I did, I own that game. And I think it was, I, it was I wouldn't like call a it more of a, I wouldn't call it, actually, I would more call it like the, just the building blocks for WrestleMania 19 and beyond because it actually had a very, very similar 
play style to the WrestleMania 19 and Day of Reckoning series. Um, it was just basically like they built the gameplay and then that was it. You had a gameplay and you had a roster. There was like legitimately no story mode. It was play this match, then play this match. There was like zero story. Yeah. And so it was just like... Like I said, they just had to get something on the system. They probably just had some obligation and with, um, but whatever it was, like the gameplay was actually pretty solid. It was just nothing else existed for that. Like there was just nothing else going on with that game. And obviously they, um, WrestleMania 19 came after and that was, it's it's up there. And, you know, we did a list back in the day. It's one of our top wrestling games ever um so that they went on to make much much better wrestling games out of that kind of engine and play style um so uh, it, it never quite captured they never hit the same popularity as no mercy and i think for a lot of reasons um just with in terms of like you know customization and in story mode depth and you know wrestling just kind of falling out of favor after after the kind of this period but um i i I do think they you know it had a solid path after um you know leading in the gamecube era yeah day of reckoning one got very close and i would put those games closer to the no mercy lineage than i would the smackdown games because there is even though they didn't have the same weight that we've been talking about with no mercy it had the same kind of impact because the moves were interruptible and it wasn't just a canned animation so um, this is personal preference but i kind of like them more than the smackdown games the gamecube lineage yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually want to take a quick second and talk about that evolution of the GameCube games because of that. Because WrestleMania 18, when I said it, it took a lot of the SmackDown games from an animation. I, I feel like that game just lacked identity because a lot of the animations were from SmackDown games. Like you look at the suplexes and all of that, and they're just straight ripped. But the way the game feels, you could tell they couldn't like they didn't want to commit. They didn't want to say, "Oh, this is going to be SmackDown Light because. You know, this is where we had the console wars with like Xbox had the Raw games and then uh, the PS2 had SmackDown. So what did GameCube had? It didn't really have anything yet. So they kind of took the animations of SmackDown games and kind of did like a sequel to No Mercy, but not necessarily. And as Ryan mentioned, then we got WrestleMania 19. Oh, and, and even graphically, like you look at WrestleMania 18, 19 and Day of Reckoning and 2, it's like four different games. I, I guarantee you, you could tell somebody those are games from different consoles and they would believe you because the art style and the aesthetics change so much. And as Keith mentioned, then after WrestleMania 19, which had a more cartoony art style, we got Day of Reckoning 1 and 2, which those games, I really do feel became the sequels to the to the No Mercy games. And taking it to you, Ryan, because out of the three of us, you probably spent the most time playing day of reckoning oh. one and, and two because like the, rest like, in this peace is, cwe yeah exactly <laughs> like for a quick history lesson um so ryan uh, this is way too long for this podcast episode we could bring it up at another point but long story short ryan produced a wrestling a cartoon wrestling show simulating the matches in uh multiple wrestling games but a lot of it was spent in wrestlemania 19 and day of reckoning so from a gameplay side of things he spent hundreds of hours i'd almost say between like the creation tools and actually playing it considering the fact that 
Those games are in many ways the spiritual successors to No Mercy. Why do you think people didn't quite catch on, even though they were technically being given somewhat of what they were being asked to uh, get? Uh, I think there's a number uh, a number of reasons. No Mercy was hitting right as wrestling was just about to fall out of its boom period, right? It was still really popular in 2000, but, you know, it kind of peaked around 98, 99, and then... Four months from there, because if we're going to call WrestleMania 17 the end of the boom, yeah. November, or it happened like four months after November 17th, yeah. and, 2000. And a lot of people were still really into the games in N64 and everything, and then... So, GameCube comes along, and it is the worst selling of the three consoles, and just didn't have the same popularity as the play as the PlayStation did, and, and that's really what it comes down to. Because I do think that the gameplay of Day of Reckoning and Day the even yeah I would say Day of Reckoning, Day of Reckoning two, the stamina system kind of hurt it a little bit. So I would say Day of Reckoning is still up there when you look purely from a gameplay standpoint. Day of Reckoning is still up there as the some of the best wrestling gameplay ever made for any game the problem with day of reckoning is the story mode is you play it once and forget it and never play it again and it's a little bit limited on match types so unless you are doing something like me where you're creating this cartoon wrestling league like i did back way back in the day there's really no reason to play it other than with your friends there's no there's no replayability with anything else in the game and that's what no mercy had in spades where there was so much to unlock and there was so many reasons to go back and replay the story modes and it was a great party game on top of that they just they didn't have they lack that in day of reckoning there's no backstage areas there's not much unlockables i think there was some legends to unlock but other than that it was like there was no other reason to replay the story mode or anything like that so um no Mercy just had the gameplay element plus the story mode plus the unlockables plus the party mode like kind of aspect to it and plus the wrestling you know attitude era wrestling popularity and N64 being more popular so it's all these things kind of converging into one. I'll take Dave Reckoning gameplay over No Mercy any day in my opinion but if you're going to look from a complete game standpoint no mercy does have the edge and you also have to kind of factor in the fact that the smackdown games had established a foothold on the playstation at that point that just didn't exist when no mercy came out like yes smackdown one was there and i i think smackdown two was right around the corner if not yeah, they out. came out within the first year Mm -hmm. that uh no mercy was there but by the time games like wrestlemania 19 and um uh day of reckoning came out you had your shut your mouth you had here comes the pain you had smackdown versus raw right around the corner like there was a foothold on the playstation yeah. that just didn't exist smackdown had built up a reputation as like a series you know by the time we get to playstation they were good games by the like, time we get to playstation 2 we're already on the third smackdown game whereas 
the Nintendo line was always changing its name. So it never built up like a reputation like a Madden or something. Um, it was always like you get WrestleMania 2000, then you have No Mercy, then you have WrestleMania 8. It's like they tried to go to the WrestleMania route again. You had WrestleMania 18 and WrestleMania 19. And then, then 21 they on the uh, Xbox. Yeah. yeah, and then 21 <laughs> goes to Xbox. They Then they go Day of Reckoning, Day of Reckoning 2. And then it all got abandoned when they all kind of converged into SmackDown versus Raw. And now we just don't have that anymore. And that could be a whole discussion on its own about when each system, including Xbox, had their own wrestling games. And that would be fun to look back on. But oh, yeah, no, I, I think yeah. that the positive thing is when it comes to wrestling games, there's so much meat on that bone that we could talk about. Because like, think about the fact that here we're just kind of glancing over this. I think another thing to add to both of your conversations is that the N64 had this identity crisis with the wrestling games because think about the fact that this is the same gameplay essentially as WCW NW Revenge. So it's a very rare thing that two different companies, it's like, hey, now I got your thing and I'm just going to basically character swap out. Obviously, they added more stuff, but it's still the same. But in the period from 97 through 2000, how many wrestling games that we got, as opposed to what both of you mentioned, when SmackDown came out on the PS1, that was it. It was defined. Like, the PlayStation became the SmackDown machine. And I feel like that's why when we eventually got to Here Comes the Pain, that's a really good reason why Here Comes the Pain and No Mercy are regarded to be two of the greatest wrestling games of all time because they're a complete package. Both have a lot of backstage areas, a lot of branching paths and storylines differently. They're not the same. They have a large enough roster. The gameplay is solid enough. SmackDown has a hell of a lot more match types. So that, I think that's why SmackDown is uh, taking a, so, somewhat of that edge to the point that now here comes the pain is becoming a pretty expensive game. You know, the wrestling I'm games kind of fall. <laughs> yeah, wrestling games kind of fall under that sports umbrella where you can buy a game for like five bucks or something. But right now, here comes the pain complete in box that CIB, Ryan is like 40 to $60, which is insane Damn. because wrestling games is like scraping. And I say this as a wrestling fan, it's usually like scraping the bottom of the barrel. So it's a very uh, disappointing thing. Keith, uh, Keith, uh, do, do you own a CIB copy if here comes the pain, Keith? Huh? I huh? actually do. It's sitting in a box somewhere in my basement. Come on, man. You, you got you to gotta put, put the, the damn game out of the box. You no. got to let it breathe. No, it's just a box filled with old games I like. There's no rhyme. Or, I think it's in there with my collector's edition of Metal Gear Solid 4 and Kingdom Hearts 2. Keith, uh, I I'm going to bring this over to you, man, as we begin to wind down the podcast. You know, we, we always talk about the legacy of a video game or a movie. I think that very few games and movies are significant as this because 20 years and people still... Not on a, on a weekly, on a daily basis. You go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, you go on YouTube. People are still putting out videos about this game. There's a super active community. Right now, you can download a complete reskin of this game with a 2020 updated roster of All Elite Wrestling, of WWE. So this is not even just nostalgia talking about. People have done a move mod. So if you want to add the F5 and the 619, that is an option on PC what do you think the legacy of uh, WWF No Mercy is and why? 
God, that's a really hard question just because there's so much there. If I'll try, <laughs> but I think I, I, you can do it, man. The No Mercy set a bar so high when it comes to wrestling games, almost kind of like the Attitude Era, that it's just created this like almost a black hole of or void that everything is going to be compared to it, but nothing has achieved it. Whether that be through the lens of nostalgia, or it's one of those things where you had to be of that generation to really enjoy it. No Mercy is so good, and it is something that you can pick up and play like we did 20 years later and still have a great time doing. I think it's the greatest story mode of any wrestling video game ever, and nothing has come close to even like being in the same ballpark as it. And the fact that they were a they were able to create this like amazing thing that just hasn't been able to be uh, touched is what that legacy is. It's it's amazing the fact of there has been. It's probably close to hundreds, at least a hundred wrestling video games that have come out between now and November 17th, 2000, and just that they were able to create this game that just hangs above all of them and... That's what, like, it's it's going to be, even if something comes out later that ends up being better of it, or it, it captures the spirit enough to modernize it, it's this thing where it held this wrestling video game championship for this amount of time, and I think it will be remembered for that as just being a game that was that good for that long, because that doesn't really exist in any other genres just because genres like other types of uh, video game genres are so derivative of themselves or and like just build upon themselves it, you it's really um difficult to see something that isn't um like that isn't overshadowed by something that's come out 20 years after it ah. but somehow there's this piece of wrestling video game history that lives on the N64 that's managed that. And I know it's not every genre. You could find a, a few well, that there's I games say, like that. I would say to... There's probably a similar one and I hope I'm calling out the right one, but I believe it's NFL 2K5 is up there as it's regarded as one of the best football games ever made. And it was kind of right before Madden just took all like was the sole person for the sole developers of Matt, you know, they NFL games mm -hmm. and there's still stuff in details in 2k five that Madden has never been able to replicate the detail. And you I know, actually think there's an NCAA game on PS3. So it's very, it's very it's like $80 or something. Yeah. It's very similar to no mercy where people, We'll do a mod with like modern NFL rosters and everything. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So it is one of those very similar situations where they ha they hit lightning in a bottle with this game. And then, you know, Madden takes over and they just, you know, 
they crap out a game every year and people are unsatisfied and it just continues to become a bigger and bigger problem. And we're kind of seeing a similar thing with WWE in their situation with their games. Um, so I'd say it's a very, very similar situation. Yeah, and, and something worth bringing up there, yeah. this this year that we were recording this episode, they had to cancel the wrestling game yeah. from this year because of consumer criticism and just saying, we are tired of that. So because if anything, last year was so bad, it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like a half developed game. Yeah, the state, the state of WWE games is just it's at an all time low right now. And you know the legacy of No Mercy, I think, is uh, you know it set as Keith said, it really set the standard for what a quality wrestling game is. And we really haven't gotten something that really hits all the you know it checks all the boxes like i said i think the gamecube line of wrestling games took the gameplay to the next level but it never took the story mode or unlockables or anything else like that to the next level it only focused on the gameplay and then that died after the gamecube era and we've kind of been in the smackdown versus raw era and we did see you know wwe 2k14 me and juan are huge fans of that game and i think that was the smack you know that is the smackdown series line and that that is where it peaked and it's really only been downhill after that and you know that's different you know it's good in its own ways and it, it took a lot of it's not necessarily things from No Mercy, but except for maybe the customization and things like that. Um, but that is really kind of the other side of things and where that era kind of peaked. And now we're just in a really sad state post then. Um, but No Mercy, I think, is fondly remembered just because it, it checked all the boxes in terms of, you know, creating a, a satisfying wrestling game. As I mentioned uh, at the beginning of this episode, to me, wrestling games are a video game comfort food. You know, Ryan and I have stopped watching WWE for a long time. Uh, Keith and I watch a lot of all elite wrestling, but I still go back and play WWE games. Like whenever I have a really bad work day or something, I'll just pop in uh, WWE 12, 13, 14, shut your mouth. And I still enjoy playing those games. But ideally, I would like a future game, even if I don't watch the product and I have no idea who the hell like this character is, right? Wrestling games are freaking fun. So I think at some point we'll do some kind of episode, whether it be reacting to the announcement of the All Elite Wrestling game or once that game eventually comes out. Uh, There's a Retro Mania. I'm probably going to get the name wrong, which is a take on WWF WrestleFest. There's another wrestling game coming out, which is a 3D one. Not a lot of gameplays out there of it, but it's it's uh it's using a lot of top indie talent. Thing is, this will not be the first time that a company says, "Hey, we're gonna take No Mercy, which you loved, and we're gonna make a new wrestling game." Because there's been like ten of those, and none of them either end up coming out or they come out and they kind of suck. Because some of them have actually come out, and we know. Uh, that there's Fire Pro, there's other wrestling games. So we're not saying that bad wrestling games are the only thing coming out now. It's just that this branch of wrestling video game is no longer really a thing. But maybe, you know, by 2021, we'll have to wait and see what AEW does, what WWE does with the next generation. So everybody, uh, please let us know what's your thought on uh, WDF No Mercy, the N64 generation, the Aki Corporation uh, generation of wrestling games. Uh, I think that for me, 
the legacy of No Mercy is a time capsule of wrestling. I think if a game is able to encapsulate everything that wrestling entailed around that time, uh, there even in the story mode, there are certain lines that I'm like, oh, that would not be part of a wrestling game now or yeah, almost they any other game. Some, they use some questionable word choices. Yeah, but it's a <laughs> testament of its time. So please let us know uh, on the comments on the YouTube version. You can uh, send us a tweet, a cast of the past on the Twitter. Or, as I mentioned, you can join our Discord over at acastofthepast.com slash Discord as we uh, wind down the year. We're getting ready for 2021, talking about what we may be covering there. So uh, you can send us an email to acastofthepast at gmail.com for any any suggestions, ideas. We really love uh, working on this podcast, talking about wrestling, talking about video games. And we were able to do all three on one on a cast. Yeah. To the past see keith is like oh you, you were doing a thing there but then it's like uh oh uh oh we're doing Nothing the, stops outro. the outro baby it's <laughs> like a train you just can't take it off the track yeah it's like that's it's part it's in the contract keith otherwise we'll sue your ass break it <laughs>